Welcome to the Bible Professor Podcast Show, where our goal is to bring biblical literacy to the podcasting world and to the ends of the earth. We do that by teaching the Bible, defending biblical Christianity, and discussing the Bible's relevance to culture. Okay, welcome to the Bible Professor Podcast. I'm the Reverend Dr. Mel Winstead. I'm excited to have Josh Bovey on with us today. Thank you, Josh, for coming on to the program. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Dr. Winstead. I, I, I'm happy to be here, happy to uh, help out and just, you know, talk about apologetics, talk about life, talk about ministry with you today. Absolutely. Yeah, we're just allowing uh, the world uh, to listen in on our conversation, really, um, and just encourage folks toward Christianity, toward uh, that it's a faith worth defending. And, you know, what are we doing with the young folks, trying to help and encourage them? Uh, first of all, Josh, tell me uh, who you are and your family, your location, if you'd like. Oh, yeah. So my name is Josh Bovey. I'm about 27 years old, and uh, I am a youth pastor in uh, Fuquay, North Carolina. I've been married for November. will be two years. doesn't feel like two years, but it's certainly, certainly gone by quickly. I was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um Right at Cape Fear Valley, and I was—I was actually born with. You guys can—you guys can kind of see. I was born with a syndrome called uh, Vactoral syndrome, uh, which gave me the limb anomaly am- amongst many other different things. But um, I don't—I don't call it a disability. I call it a gift. And um, my my dad, uh, thankfully, he was—he served 23 years in the military, which allowed for the ability to have such great uh, health care. And uh, for me to get all the surgeries that were needed for me to uh, quite literally live. <laughs> um, okay. I've got two younger siblings. I've got a brother who is a worship leader in uh, in Lake Wiley, South Carolina, and a sister who works in the medical field as well. And my wife, she is our administrative assistant here at the church, as well as our Awana director. And uh, well... Our life pretty much is the church, you know, being being a uh, pastor. I'm not ordained yet, but, you know, being in that that ministry, our life is the church. Yeah, I understand that. As you know, I, I'm a pastor. And uh, Josh, you and I had talked when you were up at uh, Southern Evangelical Seminary a few months ago. We talked, or maybe that was last year. We talked about Awana, the Awana program and how well that was working for my right, small yeah. uh, rural church, um, just how very well it's working. Y'all started Awanas. How's it going so far? We had our first uh, meeting on Sunday, and we, we got probably about 80%, 80% of the kids there. Uh, and, I mean, I had a ball, okay? I'm, I'm the game director, so I had a great time for 25 minutes with our uh, Sparkies and TNT. Um, and, and I think all the kids had a great time. Uh, it, it, I think it's a breath of fresh air for the children's ministry, having the Awana program, um, at church. So first, first night went well, we have some notes to take down on things we can improve on, but I mean, that's, that's any ministry. In all honesty. Yeah, that's right. Um, did you, you and the uh, Awana leaders go to one of the Awana trainings that they offer? Uh, no, we, we okay. have not, but, uh, we, we do have all of the videos for training. So a lot of our Awana okay. leaders did watch the videos and we have, I mean, we've got all of the books. All right. 
And so we, we done kind of, I guess you'd say more of the impersonal training. Yeah. That, Hey, well, Hey, that ministry is going to grow. Uh, so, um, uh, y'all better stay at it and get ready to work. Uh, it's, it's a great ministry. It teaches kids scripture, right? And the very name, the acronym, A-W-A-N-A, approved workmen are not ashamed is straight out of, uh, uh, 2TM 2.15. So, um, so Josh, you are a, yep, you are a youth pastor then. Is that correct? So what, what all are your, do you preach, uh, do you ever get to preach from the pulpit per se? And what is your, what are you teaching the kids and the youth when you are with them on a weekly basis? Oh, absolutely. So yes, I am the youth pastor. I think my official title is associate pastor, which means I do everything. Uh, not everything, you know, that's, that's, that's too much to say, but I do quite a bit, uh, for the church. Um, except for preaching on Sunday mornings every week, but I do quite a bit. I wouldn't say on occasion, but quite a bit. I do preach on Sunday mornings. So two Sundays ago, I gave a message on apologetics. I literally gave uh, a message on first Peter three fifteen, and I used what Dr. Geisler gave for reasons to be a, be be a participant in apologetics as a Christ follower, and I got it out of the big book of of apologetics. And so I gave three reasons. Uh, God commands it. Oh boy, what's the next one? Uh, reason demands it, and the world needs it. So I gave a message on that two Sundays ago, and uh, this year, beginning two Wednesdays ago. So well, the beginning of September is our new year for the youth ministry. So I try to go in three different uh, categories and kind of cycle them through with the students. So one year we're doing discipleship, one year we're doing evangelism, and one year we're doing apologetics. So this year is the year for apologetics. Last year we did discipleship, this year is apologetics. So my goal, and I've written it all out from month one all the way through till next August, uh, we're going to go through Norm Geisler's 12 points that uh, prove Christianity to be true. And so we, we began last Wednesday on what is truth and giving a definition of what truth is uh, as it corresponds to reality. And then, you know, what does the world say about truth and subjectivism and pragmatism, which I know even being a pastor, and I know the churches, we, we can get into that pragmatism, but that's what we yeah. started with. And we're going to be going okay. through, actually, I think tomorrow, well, this coming Wednesday, we'll be getting, we will be getting with uh, what is man and maybe expand that for a full month. Cause that's a big one, I think, for students uh, at, yeah. at, at this age and in this generation. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're going to teach young teenagers the 12 points of Christianity. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm excited for it because I think that, you know, even though I, we begin in sixth grade at this, at our church and go to 12th grade, but I mean, I believe and I think that it's, it's our duty to give even, even a sixth grader the ability and, and the opportunity to learn 
um, such things as what is truth. Yes, it's it seems philosophical, and it is, but um, if I can put it in a way, and I think that I have been able to do that, put it in okay. a way where a sixth grader can understand it, but also high enough to where a 12th grader can grasp it and, and as well as use it in an apologetic for the Christian faith. Well, uh, uh, interestingly, what I was getting at is asking you to repeat the fact that you're going to teach young teenagers the 12 points of Christianity, 12 points show Christianity is true, because it begins with, you know, just reality. Truth about reality is knowable. The yeah. opposite of true is false, all these things. So you are evidently of the mindset that I am that young people can understand a, and reason a lot better than we give them credit for, than we think they can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I, I remember, I don't know who said it. It may have even been you, but that, you know, the middle schoolers and even high schoolers that we have, when they go to school, they're being taught, you know, evolution. They're being taught such things as trigonometry and, and different, different things like that. But when they come to church, it seems like things can be watered down. So why not? Yeah. Bring them, bring the lessons to a certain maturity level to where, it matches what they're being taught in school. If not Absolutely. More. So to, that's actually another related issue is, look, the schools are teaching whatever subject uh, hardcore. I mean, they're, they, they, they want the students to get it. Yeah. They're even going to assess them on it. Isn't the gospel and the truths of Christianity as important as that stuff, if not more so? And if so, then why are we not also? Absolutely. You know, teaching the Bible and the truths of Christianity hardcore as well, and maybe oh, even absolutely. assessing them. Why not? I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Well, one thing that I, I will say that I'm I'm going to try and do at the beginning of every student ministry is give them a piece of paper, and uh, we started this last week, asking them, "Why do you believe in what you believe?" So we begin the first, the very first Wednesday. And I'm going to assess each week, you know, as we were going through the 12 points and when we finally get to the end, see kind of how they have gradually over the course of the year, um, I guess we could say matured in their, in their walk with Christ in a way okay. and how their answers have varied and changed hopefully over the course of the year. I like it, man. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff, Josh. Um, you're, you're training, you're, you're a student, you're a seminary student. What degree are you working on? Uh, so I am working on a master's of divinity in apologetics. I, you know, I, I got my two undergrads at Carolina college of biblical studies and I'm now at Southern evangelical seminary getting that MDiv. Uh, I, when I was getting my undergrad, I got one in biblical studies and one in apologetics and apologetics. To me, I don't like using this. I don't like using the words I feel, but I feel like the Lord kind of pushed me in the direction of apologetics with meeting a uh, now former professor, but friend of mine that graduated from SES, Dr. McCuddy. Uh, He was really the big inspiration of me wanting to go to Southern Evangelical Seminary as well as uh, learn as much as I can in from the apologetic realm and, you know, the sky's the limit, I guess. That's uh, right. From, from that subject. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, another big question I have for you is, and, and it's going to 
uh, cross lines into apologetics, I'm sure. But what are the big issues your youth are dealing with, um, you know, in your area? I know you live here in North Carolina, <laughs> uh, east or northeast yeah. of me a couple hours. But um, what what issues are your teenagers dealing with and, and in your area that you're familiar with? Um, it's, <clears throat> before I tell you kind of what they're dealing with, uh, well, there's, there's going to be kind of like a two answers here. I sat down with a couple of our students, uh, this past week and the week before, and just kind of talked to them like, what, you know, what's school like, you know, what, 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 what you, what's going on there? And, uh, one of my female students that's, uh, in 10th grade now, uh, she told me how school is very political and even in the very rural rural area that we live in uh that school can be very political the the other classmates can be very political if they know that you are a christ follower and like they will they'll hammer you on uh abortion and things like that if they know that you're pro-life and uh <laughs> that is that is one of the biggest things that i have heard is that abortion is a huge topic mm. in public school. Sorry, parents, but wow. all of the stuff that, that you think that your kids are uh, not learning that are political, it, it's it's there. It is in the school system. Yep. Uh, the, the culture is in the school system, and it, and it is thriving. Not dying, but it is thriving. And one of my students was telling me this. She was saying, this was back in sixth grade. That, that I was having these debates about being oh, pro-life wow. and uh, being against abortion and stuff and having to actually defend the, the Christian worldview in sixth grade on subject subjects like that. So that's one of the big things that one of our, that our students are dealing with, as well as identity is another one okay. in, in school. And wow. when I say identity, I mean... Students as well, yes, students, not not in my youth group, but students in public school are dealing with uh, where their identity is rooted in, whether it be in their sexuality or whether it be in how they feel when it comes to whether being an animal or an actual human being. So what I'm trying to say is that some of the people that our students are exposed to in public school, they quite literally are walking around school with cat ears on and a cat tail saying to the teachers, can you, I would prefer that you call me by my pronouns like cat and cat S um, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's, it's not true. only just this, this abortion issue, but also this identity and sexuality or uh an animal and, and it's 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 all over the place i mean it's yeah and where we are living at where where i live it's not a liberal area it's wow. very conservative so you're going oh my gosh yeah pe people don't understand the slippery slope that all of this stuff uh presents and and we're talking what 14 year olds right and younger probably yeah yeah for, i mean 11 to 18 year olds yeah yeah and Off the rails on a crazy train, man. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 
So, uh, what are your uh, hopes for your youth group and and beyond you, the young people in your area? Uh, well, first and foremost, for the youth group, it excuse me is to make sure that they know that this church that I'm associate and an associate pastor of and youth pastor at that they understand that we're a family that they have any issues that they have any concerns anything that they can come to myself my wife who's also a leader in the youth ministry and our other leaders that they can come to us and that we are all a family so that's first and foremost um is that we have that family camaraderie because i mean christians we are brothers and sisters in christ and the second one is well three second one is that they do strengthen their walk in Christ individually. And the way that we do that is teaching them discipleship as well as teaching them how to give a hope, give a defense for the hope that is within them, give a, give a reason for the hope that is in them. And so I, I think we are really doing a good job of trying to mesh all of this together. And I mean, I've already had stories of some of my students Having to at lunch, um, not debate, but you know, kind of filling the Lord, kind of pushing them towards like, hey, talk to your friend who is thinking that they're a lesbian or thinking that they're leaning that mm-hmm. way, and and you yeah. know, do the Socratic method, ask them questions. And uh, I know that one student in particular that I'm talking about, he he uh, <laughs> he he got called to the principal's office because that person that he was trying to evangelize to essentially uh, completely yelled at him, yelled in his face and a bunch of other things. So um, it's, it, it is tough to be in middle school or high school right now. It's a yep. lot tougher than when I was there 10 years ago. Yes. Yes, indeed. And parents need to understand, man, the public school systems right now uh, in the States are horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, especially in our areas and, and it's just nothing like when you went to school. I don't care if you were in high school five years ago. It's just exponentially increased the, uh, insanity, the ungodliness, um, the, uh, the, uh, pressure by the culture to conform. And, uh, man, so how do you feel like apologetics, uh, is going to help you? equip these kids <clears throat> well i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that just just the way that i give a presentation or give a sermon and i i try to make it funny in a way so that and relatable as well and uh when it comes to apologetics j- just beginning with you know what is truth and asking them all of these questions that honestly I know that they can answer. And I want to through apologetics and I know it's going to it's gonna be a lot of work. And I tell the students all the time, I say, you know, I I don't have all the answers. Right. But right. if you have a question, come and ask me. I will I will find I will figure it out. Okay. You know what hopefully within the next week. Um but what I hope to accomplish is to make sure that when these kids do go to school, that they are truly filled with the hope that's within them, that they 
feel confident in Christ and feel confident in, okay, if someone does want to ask me a question, I can, in love and respect, give an answer to a, a student at school. That's good, Josh. So you've given two things there. I, I like that. That's really good. So, uh, I mean, you've given a, a great definition and, and understanding what apologetics is to begin with is going to help you to, here's how I can apply it. They kind of work in tandem. So apologetics is giving a reason to their friends who are going to ask them a reason for why they think Christianity is right and they need to have answers. Yeah. So having answers is a lot of what apologetics is about. But the first thing, the first answer you gave just now actually is you as the youth leader, as a leader, as an authority in their life is it's the issue of having a relationship with them, helping them to understand, hey, Absolutely. you, yeah, you are someone they can, they can come to in, in, in confidence and they, they know that you care about them. Number one, you know, the old adage, people don't, care how much you know unless they know how much you care. And I think that applies. Yeah, that's true. I think that applies, especially yeah. with, with the young folks and, and dealing with apologetics. I mean, First Peter 3.15, you are to give reasons for the hope that is within you, but do that with meekness and fear or gentleness and reverence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So, um, uh, listen, uh, as I begin as I begin to uh, land this plane, uh, let me put you on the spot for one of these apologetic questions. Um, if you were talking to, if Josh Bovey was talking to the uh, teenager, you know, in the mall, uh, he or she has cat ears on, the cat tail. They're carrying around a litter box with them. Um, mm. That that I've heard of that actually in the schools here in North Carolina, um, the, the oh, litter yeah. box thing, uh, you know, and they come up to you and say, Hey, you're so-and-so's youth pastor. Uh, tell me what's wrong with me identifying as a cat. What's wrong with that? Mr. Josh, what's Josh's answer? Well, my answer would not be point blank telling them anything. Um, first of all, I wouldn't want to show all my cards to begin with. Okay. But to reverse it and uh, ask them, why do you think you're a cat? Why do you think you are an animal? You know, what, what, what characteristics about you make you an animal instead of a human being? And, <laughs> and from there, that, that's a good as, question. You know, as Norm Geisler, as even, as even David Geisler talks about, you know, building that bridge to the gospel, building that bridge to the cross, um, ask the questions because. Like you already said, you know, the relationships, even within churches, you know, allow for them to hear you better. And I think the same thing is true, even with non-believers is if you start asking questions about a individual like that, like, you know, why do you believe that you are an animal? Why do you believe that you're a cat? Can you explain to me the characteristics of what a cat is? Yeah. Can you explain to me what, okay. to, can you explain to me what the characteristics of a human is? Yeah. Why are you able to talk? Why are you not able to understand a cat? <laughs> yeah, Simple, that's that's yeah, great because you're like that. And absolutely. So your your specific there answer there at the end about the characteristics about what you can and can't do actually covers not only outside where well, you had to put the ears on, you weren't born with them, but also the inside. You know, why you don't right. think and why you can't communicate right. with the cat. So 
that's great answer. And um, uh, um, also, you know, again, what you said at the outset there, Josh, is um, just building a bridge, asking questions. Those two things are very important and not just lamb blasting somebody, but helping them to see the truth. That the truth about reality is knowable. The opposite of true is false. Yeah. And the theistic God exists and on yeah. and on it goes. And you can actually apply each of those steps as you go along in your conversation. Yep, ex- exactly. And uh, I, like I, it. I think you definitely nailed it right there. Yeah. Good, good. Man, I, I think, yeah, this has been fruitful. Uh, Josh, yeah, man, I, I'd, uh, I'd hire you as a youth pastor. At my church or any church, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, appreciate you, it. Yeah, no. In all seriousness, you you are, are doing what you see, what is needed, and you're doing what's needed to to uh, answer the call and to equip young people. Uh, because you know, ideologically and so forth, they're getting slaughtered. You know, in the high schools and the colleges, uh, even worse. You know, and they're losing their faith. Uh, they're getting, what's the word, deconstructed. And it is because nobody took the time when yeah. they were 10, 11, and 12 years old to explain truth to them. They just gave them uh, stories uh, to hold on to. And those stories are very important and they're true enough to be sure. But how do we apply this? How do we understand this at a foundational exactly. level? You know, apologetics Absolutely. then is extremely important. Um, I'm glad to see you're doing that, brother. Uh, thank you for your good work for the Lord. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Josh, any other, uh, any final thoughts or concerns or anything you'd like to share? Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, you said one thing that really kind of struck me. I talked about how the, you know, at least previously in the church, in the American church, we'll say, not the global church, but the American church that, you know, they we have not been doing a good job of teaching apologetics and when i gave the sermon about christian apologetics and giving a hope you know i i when i was talking about reason demands it i i went right to what doubt means and that doubt does not mean disbelief and that a christian can have doubts it's just what are you going to do with that are you going to just kind of let it Yes. Fester and then become a trail towards disbelief, or are you going to actually do your research and make it strengthen your your faith in Christ, you know, more? Yeah. And so I, I I point blank told the congregation that you know it's okay to doubt. Just what are you going to do with that doubt? And I think a lot of students, a lot of people that are going through deconstruction, they've had a lot of doubts or you know, church hurt, whatnot, but those doubts were never addressed correctly by a church leader. Therefore, those doubts went towards disbelief instead of a stronger faith. Yeah, thank you, Josh. And this problem is everywhere, man. It it just really is everywhere. Right. Um, Josh, what what are your uh, long-term ministry goals, the big plan? Or is this you're uh, you're, plan, you're heading into what your is, plan is? Go ahead. Yeah, big big plan. Overall, big plan is to uh, get done with my MDiv. Hopefully, 
the Lord willing, uh, get a PhD. I would love to be a professor at a seminary one day. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing what Frank Turek is doing. And I, w- I would love to, uh, with the catalyst of the podcast that I'm doing called Disabling Apologetics, allow that to hopefully grow and then, you know, be a speaker for apolog- for Christian apologetics uh, one day. And you know, I don't want to do debates and stuff like that. You know, those are nice, but I think those kind of show a bit of a rougher edge of apologists. And yeah. people think that apologetics is firmly rooted in arguments only. Um, right. But, you know, giving, giving a, an apologetic presentation in a way that is uh, palatable, I, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, my final thing I was going to ask about your podcast, and I'll have a link to it in the description below. But tell us again the name of your podcast and what you're intending to do with that. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, it's called Disabling Apologetics. It's essentially me talking about being being disabled, uh, what I would say is a gift from God and uh, having the aspirations of one day being an apologist. Uh, and, and, you know, my big thing is, is using what the Lord has given you and, and being able to not only use, yes, your experience uh, and what brought you to Christ, but also the knowledge that you ought to internalize to help bring others to Christ as well. So, okay. That's, that's my spiel. That's, you know, that's my uh, endeavors. And you'll be, you'll be um, interviewing other folks with disabilities and so forth. Is that right? Or Absolutely. Yes. I uh, just interviewed uh, a gentleman that's about to graduate from Southern Evangelical Seminary, David Probus, who is in a wheelchair and him and I, I mean, we had a great time talking. Like okay. a solid hour. We could have kept going, but he had to get home, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, my audience won't know this till I tell them now, but you and I recorded this a couple few weeks ago. It was going to be my maiden voyage episode. It didn't get going. So you and I were going to start the same day, but uh, you beat me out of the gate with the podcast. So congratulations to you. And uh, and that's I called... Uh, honestly. I'm only doing audio, so it's a little bit easier. <laughs> and where is Disabling Apologetics to be found? It is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. It's on pretty much every major platform um, for audio podcasts. All right. Okay, Josh, do you have any more closing thoughts, my brother? Honestly, I, I don't right now. You You close us, brother. You close us. Yeah. Uh, hey, I appreciate you, um, Josh, a whole lot. I appreciate you joining us uh, today. This has been fruitful. I'm you. sure I'm sure it'll help uh, uh, other folks out there, other students, other youth pastors, parents, uh, hopefully, especially. So thanks for coming on the show today, Josh. Yes, sir. Thank you. We are the Bible professor. Be blessed. Bye bye.